You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago Bears have a real uphill battle against the Arizona Cardinals. Not a team that looks beatable, given what we've seen from Chicago, but there are some areas the Bears might be able to find some weaknesses and maybe just maybe make this one a, a tough battle for one of the true NFC contenders. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOnBears. You can like LockedOnBears on Facebook. Join the LockedOnBears Facebook group for more Bears talk. And make sure that you're subscribed to the LockedOnBears YouTube channel as well to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today and every day. We're here for you five days a week, and we want to be that Bears talk that gets you going, whether it's in the morning, on the way to work, or whenever you listen to the podcast. We really do appreciate you tuning in and following along. Shout out to everyone who's been letting us know on Twitter or any on Facebook as well, on social media, about their Spotify wrapped. The end of the year, Spotify goes through and lets you see you know, which podcast you listen to the most. And we get people tweeting us all the time with Lockdown Bears as their most listened to podcasts or even in the top five. I know I want to shout out uh, Jeff Hertzberg at Jeff Hertzberg PT on Twitter tweeted us and, and showed us in his top five as well as Cody B at Cody underscore Chai Bears had us in his top five podcasts as well. Keep letting us know. I love seeing all the different listeners and how much you listen. We really appreciate it and appreciate you tuning in on the show today. We are going to put together a game plan for the Chicago Bears to at least give the Arizona Cardinals a run for their money, how to prepare for each potential Cardinals quarterback that's looking more and more like Kyler Murray, but got to keep that Colt McCoy idea in your back pocket just in case there's a setback before now, between now and Sunday. We'll look at how the Bears offense can finally try and get something going against this Cardinals defense that's been playing pretty darn well this season, but there is some potential room there to find some mismatches and advantage, and that's how we'll wrap up the podcast, looking specifically at those one-on-one matchups that could decide this game. A couple of matchups where the Bears have the advantage and really need to attack, and also a couple of advantages or a couple of matchups where the Bears are at a disadvantage and need to make sure they protect some of those potential weaknesses against the real strengths of the Cardinals. But I want to start with these two Cardinals quarterbacks. The latest reporting that we're seeing is that Kyler Murray is expected to play, and wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins also expected to play. The two of them have both missed games recently with injuries and presumably should be back. Now, Colt McCoy has been starting in his place over the last three games, and he's gone two and one. We talked about that on yesterday's podcast with Bo Brock and Alex Clancy from Locked On Cardinals. If you haven't heard that one, make sure you go back and listen to it as well for some really good local expertise on the Bears opponent. But, you know, McCoy and Murray are very, very different quarterbacks in a lot of different ways. And not that it completely changes the the Cardinals offense, but I think it does change what my strategy would be for the Bears against them. That certainly, obviously, Kyle Murray, Kyler Murray is the bigger threat. I mean, not only not only the legs, the really obviously like he's an elite athlete, you know, at, at the quarterback spot, but just the arm talent, the accuracy, the strength. I mean, he's pretty much just universally better in, in every way, shape, or form than Colt McCoy. And so it's much harder to stop him. And very few defenses have been able to this season. There's not really a magic formula to be able to either. But I think if I look at where this Cardinals offense has been their most successful, their most dynamic, it's been 
downfield vertical passing, you know, to DeAndre Hopkins and, and A.J. Green and really sort of spreading the field vertically. And so if I'm trying to make it just more difficult on Kyler Murray, I'm, I'm taking away that deep stuff. Take away the explosive chunk plays that can really make life that much easier for an offense and force him to be a short check down quarterback. He's certainly capable of being a short check down quarterback, but it just seems like so much of their success has spurred off of these big explosive plays downfield deep in the passing game. And so if I can at least make him have to sort of nickel and dime you all the way down the field, there's more room for error there. Potentially there's more room to kind of step up and make plays and more tackles and not just giving them those free air yards, but make them earn those yards after the catch. Cause it's not as though like AJ green and, and even Hopkins to some extent are as much of you know, great after the catch type, or at least like making guys miss. They've got they're they're good route runners and they're explosive, right? But then they're not like racking up the missed tackles this season compared to like Rondale Moore, the rookie. He's more of the underneath, you know, get yards after the catch type receiver for them in their offense. And then of course with Kyler Murray, you also have to really watch out for the quarterback runs. You want to keep him in the pocket as best you can to be disciplined in your rush lanes, but. I mean, easier said than done. <laughs> Not a lot of defenses have been able to really consistently do that. So, you know, with, with Murray, there's there's a, a, some level of just, like, good luck. You know, just try and, try and limit the damage. Hope you can get a turnover, a mistake, a fumble somewhere in there. Maybe a tipped pass at the line of scrimmage that's batted up and intercepted. You know, something to kind of give you that, that extra offensive possession because it's going to be hard to slow down this sort of air raid Arizona Cardinals offense, especially if Murray is the quarterback. If it's Colt McCoy... It's a different strategy, and this was what, what Alex and Bo talked about a little bit yesterday, that the Panthers were so successful against this Cardinals offense and really shut them down by being really physical with the Cardinals receivers and forcing Colt McCoy to have to try and, or daring Colt McCoy, how about, to try and beat them deep. Don't give him the easy underneath throws. Be physical and aggressive in the secondary, and even, I think, to some extent, in the pass rush and blitzing department a little bit as well, because Colt McCoy is not going to beat you with his arm necessarily, right? I mean, he's not gonna he's not gonna make these dynamic throws and and you know slice and dice your defense up and down the field. You know, he's much more the game manager. He's a backup quarterback for a reason, right? He's he wants to just hand the ball off, check it down, take the easy completions, and kind of slowly work your way downfield and and help get help from your defense and et cetera, et cetera. But like, I, I think it's a good way to then to try and take advantage of some of those limitations and 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 make him beat you. Stop the running game. Don't let don't let him have the easy checkdowns underneath, but make him make him throw you deep. You know, if press on the line of scrimmage, and you know, if maybe if DeAndre Hopkins wins at the line of scrimmage and can start to get free, can Colt McCoy consistently hit that downfield? If, if there maybe is a safety eventually going to come over, you're not going to not going to just go cover zero all the time, right? But I think there's a there's a way to to be aggressive without you know without being stupid about it, right? I mean, you have to have some help back there, and you don't want to just completely sell out on everything underneath, but. I think that's sort of the better strategy for Colt McCoy compared to the strategy for Kyler Murray, which is sort of the opposite because you'd rather have Murray do those sort of underneath throws because he can be so deadly deep downfield, whereas the opposite is definitely true for Colt McCoy. The real challenge, I think, well, I don't want to say the real challenge. The, the challenge has been really for this Bears offense to put up points for so much of the season. The defense wasn't playing well the last couple of weeks either, but we, we've seen at least the last two weeks the offense be severely limited in finding the end zone. And this Arizona Cardinals defense is solid. They are really playing well. And so we'll try and find a way for, whether it's Justin Fields or Andy Dalton, the Bears' own sort of quarterback questions, find ways for them to try and move the ball a little bit easier and maybe finish drives with points or at least touchdowns over field goals. Next on Locked On Bears. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. 
because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone, so you can listen to all the latest episodes of Locked on Bears. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line, so your family can harness all that brain power too. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all the money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even tastes better than a candy bar, Built Bars. They're filled with so much holiday goodness, rich, decadent flavor, and covered in 100% real chocolate, but still somehow amazingly low in calories, low in sugar, but high in fiber, high in protein. It's a, really the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. There's not another product on the market just like it, and it comes in a bunch of amazing flavors. Raspberry, mint brownie, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. I've got coconut brownie chunk in my cupboard right now, and I just can't get enough. I'm telling you, you will find a flavor you love. You just got to try them for yourself. Head on over to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15, and you're going to get 15% off your next order. That's promo code built 15 or excuse me, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. This Cardinals defense, I believe, is top five in points allowed and yards allowed this season. They are, across the board, a top five NFL defense. And yet, they do have a weakness, well, I mean multiple weaknesses, but especially a, a weakness that definitely stands out as sort of obvious, or obvious is maybe too strong a word, but it's been clearly a strategy here that other teams have been trying to attack and have had some success doing. They're not very good in run defense. I believe they rank 30th, near the bottom of the league there, in yards per carry allowed. The difference there being is that they've been good enough against the pass, the teams haven't been able to just run the ball on them and win by just running the ball effectively. It's like they'll give up your yards, but they're not really worried because they, they hold strong in the red zone and they create turnovers and all the other things that make a good defense good, right? But that's where you have to start if you're the Chicago Bears. It's where you would pretty much start regardless of opponent, but especially in a game like this where the opponent is particularly limited in run defense. Run the ball as much as possible. It's been a challenge at times in the Matt Nagy era. It's been better Lately with Bill Lazor, although last week they really struggled to run the ball against the Lions in what was kind of a, a pretty big surprise. But like particularly up the middle, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, let's get a steady dose of that, regardless of whether it's Justin Fields or Andy Dalton starting for the Bears at quarterback. Because you look at this Cardinals defense, J.J. Watt is injured. The rest of that interior defensive line isn't like standout guys. I think they've got like a solid group of veterans, but... They're not dominatingly physical against the run. They're they're okay passers, and they've got some recent draft picks in there: Zach Allen and Michael Dogby and uh, Lecky Fotu as well. I mean, they've got they've they've used draft picks there, and they've started to come along a little bit. Of course, Corey Peters is sort of the veteran in the middle that's been there a long time. But like, you can you can find so you can find some room to run on that defensive line, and then the linebackers that they have behind it. 
they again early draft picks. They used uh, first round picks, I think, uh, the last couple of years at that position uh, with Isaiah Simmons and then um, Zayvon Collins is, is the rookie they have right now. Though he's he's kind of coming off the bench more with Jordan Hicks, the veteran, as a starter. Regardless, they've got athletes there. I mean, they they are athletic, but they're not necessarily the most physical take on and shed block type linebackers. And that's where I think you're seeing that combination of like okay. Opposing offensive lines can win at the line of scrimmage against the defensive line, and then those linebackers are not necessarily the most physical type to be able to step in and and make up for it. And so that's where I want your talented running backs, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, to be difference makers in this game. And we kind of talked about that on the podcast earlier this week on like where the Bears' offense can still kind of get better. It's like get your running backs even more involved in the passing game too, but especially in the ground game. Like That is the strength of your offense especially with the injuries that you have right now. Those two running backs are your best play. Well, I mean, Darnell Mooney is your best playmaker, but like those, that, that depth that you have there and being able to rely on both of them for extended offensive touches is what you should be trying to accentuate more of in this Bears offense. And this seems like a good opponent to be able to do that. When you look at the passing game, it's a secondary that has been playing particularly well for Arizona, and they've done a really good job of limiting the deep shots and the explosive plays. You know, like looking back in the Packers game, like Aaron Rodgers was not able to get things really going deep downfield with DeAndre Hopkins and some other some other teams in recent weeks, the Panthers, that also beat them, had to really sort of, I mean, they had some turnovers to help, but they kind of had to dink and dunk a little bit more of their way downfield as well, and that's probably what we're going to see, especially with if Andy Dalton is, again, your starting quarterback. That's where the Bears may have to go. So if if... If I know that they're going to try and take away that deep shot, then they're going to have to, you know, they have to put some attention there. They put two safeties back there quite a bit. And so then I want to use the speed that I have at wide receiver right now, even though they have a lot of injuries at receiver, the Bears do, and the depth is going to be limited. Your top guys are going to be Mooney, Bird, and Grant. Those guys are all pretty fast. So at the very least, I want to try and take the top off the defense, run those vertical routes, and let them cover them and create that space underneath them Particularly, I'm thinking more like the intermediate area of the field. Because if you're just going to throw two-yard checkdowns all game, you're going to fall behind the sticks and have third and longs. Right? I mean, you're not going to be able to consistently just dump it off to the tight end and the flat a little bit. You know, you have to hit, you know, that 10 to 15 to maybe 20-yard range there to get chunks of passing plays to help out your running game a little bit more. And so when you have, you know, when you can send somebody like Darnell Mooney deep, maybe as a decoy, you know, this is sort of what I'm thinking, like a decoy offense, whether it's Mooney as as the decoy to take a cornerback and a safety, he's going to sort of create this vacuum of no one left to cover in, in some of his wake. And then you can, you know, flood a, a receiver on an out route to that space that Mooney just occupied or a corner route or some, Or if you have Mooney kind of going across the middle of the field on a deep crossing route, Somebody can kind of come in right underneath that crosser and there should be space there where Mooney had just occupied and where he took defenders with him. Similar kind of thing. If you're still trying to get Mooney the ball, send Bird deep, send Grant deep, take the top off and let Mooney work that intermediate area because he's done a good job of kind of finding that. I mean, I'm I'm really thinking it's a Darnell Mooney-focused passing game with it looking like Robinson may continue to be out. Uh, Marquise Goodwin may also continue to be out. They'll probably call up Isaiah Coulter or whoever from the practice squad to try and fill out this wide receiver group, but it's it's definitely going to be thin there, and that plays into a lot of what I think the Cardinals will want defensively. Because then, if they don't have to, if they don't feel threatened by your wide receivers or your downfield passing game, then they can load up the box and try and stop the run where they're weak and trust their guys to cover you one on one in the secondary, and then you don't really have anything to hang your hat on offensively, and it might be more of a struggle to move the ball. But that's that's why it's important to run the ball successfully and to be able to find some of those chunk plays in the passing game, even if it's not a deep, deep shot, even if it's not 30, 40 yards downfield that 
you know, that 10 to 15 yard range is, is a great area where you're going to be moving the chains or getting past the sticks, but you don't have to be challenging cornerbacks and safeties all the way downfield where they're definitely going to be ready to limit those because they do want you to throw short. I mean, right, that's that's part of the, the goal is throw short, step up and tackle and make you take 12 to 15 plays downfield. They're okay if you run the ball. They're okay if you throw short because they trust that you can't consistently string together 15-play drives to score touchdowns. That's sort of the defensive formula. And the Bears have to then be able to run the ball enough to maybe get some chunk plays in the running game and also find a few in the passing game. Much, much easier said than done, but when you're playing a top-five defense, you got to find something, some kind of strategy, and I think that's that's where I would start and then <laughs> hope, the, hope that you're able to win some of those matchups for there, from there. Specifically, I want to get into a few of those matchups, two that the Bears should have a clear advantage and need to take advantage of and maximize, get as much out of as possible, and then a couple of matchups where I'm concerned, where the Cardinals will have the advantage and the Bears need to do as much as they can to protect and limit those matchups from really being what beats them and what keeps them from winning this game. We'll go through those top one-on-ones next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. Number one place we recommend for all of your sports betting needs. Looking at this Bears-Cardinals matchup, we've seen the line fluctuate a little bit. As I'm looking at it now, it's Bears plus seven and a half. We saw it start around here. We saw it jump up to eight. We've seen it kind of move back down. The, the odds makers over there, though, seeing it as the Bears as more than a touchdown underdog heading into this game at home. The money line is Bears plus 280, so that's almost a, a 3-1 to one return on your cash if you bet on the Bears for the straight-up upset and they come out with the win. The over-under has moved down, though. The point total down to just 43.5 points, expecting a little bit more of a low-scoring contest. We'll see what happens depending on who's going to start a quarterback for either team. That could drastically affect these odds. And if you want to get in on the action now, lock it in while you can. BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. Sign up today for a free account and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you enter in our promo code Locked On. That means BetOnline is going to give you free money to bet on with on their website, BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. So often these games can be decided on, on crucial matchups where, where one team finds that edge. And I see a couple of them on both sides of the ball in this matchup that I really think are, are going to be critical to this game. And we've sort of touched a little bit on some of these positions more generally, but some particulars I want to get into here. Darnell Mooney against this, this Cardinal secondary. There's, it's a good secondary that's been playing pretty solid, pretty consistent, consistently for the most part this season. But if I had to find a, a matchup there that I like for this Bears offense, it's him against their starting cornerback, Marco Wilson. He's a rookie, a fourth-round pick out of Florida this year, and he's clearly been the, I don't want to say like the obviously weak link. Like It's not as though he's been this like super vulnerable you know, just huge hole that they've been trying to cover up. But just like, he, he's the cornerback other teams have targeted the most. He's the cornerback that's allowed the most catches, the most yards. I think he's given up five touchdowns this season. He's had a few pass breakups in there, but I mean, rookie fourth round pick, right? Of course, like every offense is going to see that and go, oh yeah, let's attack the new guy, the new, the least experienced member. And he's a starter and he's, he's done pretty well for a fourth round rookie. Don't get me wrong, but I think he is the more vulnerable of the group. And so I'm trying to get Darnell Mooney in as many of those one-on-one matchups as possible. Like I said, they're going to give him a lot of safety help over top. They don't want those deep explosive plays regardless, especially against maybe they're more vulnerable of their cornerbacks. And so 
schematically, whether you need to hit him with a double move, whether you need to, again, have Bird or Grant or whoever take the top off to take that safety away and then have Mooney work more one-on-one underneath, like in that intermediate area. One way or another, Mooney needs to win that matchup and give you another 100-yard game if you're going to be you know, in the conversation of trying to pull off some sort of upset here. On the other side, though, or you know, the other end of the spectrum offensively where I'm concerned is this Cardinals pass rush. And it's the edge rushers in particular where they are most strong. And so Larry Borum, the right tackle, becomes a spot of concern just because I think I trust Jason Peters right now at left tackle a bit more than I trust Larry Borum at right tackle. Not that Borum has played poorly at all, but again, like we talked about with the Cardinals, right? He's the rookie. He's the rookie fifth round pick. Opposing teams are going to see that and say, inexperienced, let's go attack him. And he happens to be going up against Marcus Golden, the, uh, the edge rusher for the Cardinals, who has 10 sacks this season. And he's got one less than, than um, Robert Quinn for the Bears. And he's, I think, in the top 10 in the NFL and a f- just a few out of, like, second place in the league. So, like, the, obviously Chandler Jones is kind of the big name and the big money. And he's, he's a great pass rusher on the other side, too. Both of those pass rushers are going to give the Bears problems. But a matchup that I'm even more concerned about, I think, more so than Peters versus Jones, is going to be Golden versus Borm. Because Golden is less less the big name but has been has more sacks and has been equally productive. Has really been kind of getting after the quarterback at a high level. Flip it the other way for the Bears, where they can attack this Cardinals offensive line, where they need to get after either quarterback up the middle. That disrupts the mobile quarterbacks like Kyler Murray in particular, and certainly a guy like um, Colt McCoy may have some trouble for that. This one's a little bit up in the air on this specifically who, though, because the Cardinals left guard Justin Pugh has missed practice this week, and he might not be able to go. Their center, Rodney Hudson, has kind of been up and down. A veteran there is just a little inconsistent. Their right guard even has been... It's been better as of late, but they were starting Josh Jones over the season. He wasn't playing well, and they've kind of they've sort of settled that one in. But if if Josh Jones goes over to left guard for Pew, you know that's kind of where I'm attacking someone. There's going to be some vulnerability on the interior of this Cardinals defensive line or this offensive line, excuse me. But the Bears defensive line needs someone to step up. Akeem Hicks looking like not going to play in this one. Mario Edwards probably not going to play in this one. So somebody's got to step up and dominate a, a plus matchup for this Bears defense. Defensive lineman Angelo Blackson playing against his former team, the Cardinals, be a great opportunity for him to kind of step up and, and you know, show them. I don't know that he has harsh feelings toward them necessarily, but hey, you know, against your former team, it's nice to sort of show off against them. Bilal Nichols, put him on the side of the milk carton. Where he's, where's he been after a strong rookie season and a decent sophomore season? He's been a much less of a factor on this defensive line. We'd like to see more from him. Here's a, here's a matchup where you might be able to get that. Or, they, they, you know, they added Margus Hunt back from the practice squad. Kind of a veteran defensive lineman, played in a few different schemes, a few different teams over his career. You know, time for him to step up and earn himself some money. The Bears always seem to find these veteran defensive linemen off the street kind of randomly that step in and turn into really solid players, Nick Williams, Mario Edwards, and the list goes on. So that's where I'm looking for the Bears defense to find some of that advantage. But I'm concerned in a different, well, in in most wide receiver cornerback matchups in this game, but particularly Artie Burns, or if they're going to restart Kendall Vildor, whoever is starting opposite Jalen Johnson, presumably Artie Burns versus DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, not, not not a bold matchup to go to there, but I mean, Hopkins returning from injury here. I mean, we know DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL when healthy. Maybe he won't be 100% healthy, and maybe that will help Artie Burns in this case and help this Bears defense, but that one scares me quite a bit. I mean, I'm scared of A.J. Green, too, and Christian Kirk against this Bears secondary in general. This is a clear matchup spot for the Cardinals to take advantage of, especially if Murray can hit them downfield. I think it's kind of game over there, but but especially Burns versus Hopkins seems like the least optimal combination of 
Bears defensive player and Cardinals offensive player. And, uh, yeah, if, if the Bears can take away some of that, that over-the-top stuff and, and be physical with them and, and, you know, make them throw underneath, then maybe Hopkins won't be as disruptive if it's Colt McCoy. But if he's going to be taking the top off of your defense and going vertical all the time and winning some of those contested catches downfield and separating at the last minute and stacking, I mean, there's just so many things that DeAndre Hopkins does well in addition to being big and fast. It's a tough one that I, I'm concerned that the Cardinals are going to do a lot to take advantage of. So that's where I think this game could very well be decided right there. It's it's Hopkins versus Burns on one side, and then you know Mooney versus Wilson on the other side. Should be fun matchups to watch for some great wide receiver play in this game. And on the offensive lines, Borum versus Golden is a concern, and the Bears need to be able to attack where the Cardinals' offensive line is weakest. Somebody on this defense, and the interior defensive line, Eddie Goldman, whoever, win as a pass rusher up the middle against a matchup that should be a little bit more favorable for the Bears. We'll see what they can do. We'll see if they have it in them. I, certainly the confidence level is not high given the state of this team versus the state of the Arizona Cardinals, but crazier things happen in the NFL. And uh, we've certainly seen wild upsets throughout this season, and we'll see if the Bears can build some momentum from the Lions game. Regardless of what happens, we'll be here to break it all down for you Monday morning right here on the Lockdown Bears podcast. So make sure that you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We are free and available on all platforms, including the Locked on Bears YouTube channel. And thanks for making Locked on Bears your first listen today and every day. If you're looking for a second listen today here on the Locked on Podcast Network, how about Locked on Cardinals? We heard Bo Brack and Alex, Cla- Alex Clancy yesterday, excuse me, uh, breaking down their team and the Bears for us. If you want that even more of that sort of advanced scouting report on the Bears opponent, check out Locked on Cardinals. Same wherever you get Locked on Bears, just all you have to do is search Locked on Cardinals. You will find them there as well. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the podcast has you ready for game day, has you excited for the weekend, and at the very least makes it a little bit easier for you to bear down. <laughs>